Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me back today is Brad Livingston, the Lead Pastor. What's up guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. Uh, podcast. I don't know what a pod podcast is. It's podtastic. Um, <laughs> so it's good to be back. And um, man, just moving so quickly. I, bro, does it seem like the weeks are just getting ridiculously short like well yeah it's february it's february <sighs> it just is what it is i just roll with it oh man yeah. i just roll with it what are you gonna do i know complain about it um but <laughs> but no things are things have been really really great man we are seeing so many new guests so many new families man rolling in tc and so the weekends have just been fantastic and so um man excited we're exci- i'm excited about what god is doing and i'm talking to other pastor friends too and they're kind of in the same same space you know it's just awesome well it is it's a fun time i mean we we talk about it every week you know we you know, talk about new faces and guests and all that and we're we're, we're truly not just saying that like no no <laughs> i mean I, we no. um you know and we something we do every every sunday with our uh Dream team, we have a rally, you know, before the services, before people start getting there. Our dream team is like the people that volunteer and serve at the, serve on Sundays. All of our yeah, yep. we don't we don't use the word volunteer, so, right? You no, know, we so um, you know they they are the, I mean, they're the backbone of the church, no doubt. So, but anyways, we do a rally and we celebrate like wins from the week before, and we always talk about how many first time guests we had, you know, and um. I mean, there's always first time guests, and of course, we only count the people that actually fill out a connect card. Yeah, there's always times you see faces you don't know who they are. Um, yeah, and maybe sometimes they don't fill a connect card out, which is you know, which is fine. Or or um, one person in the family will fill out a card, whether it be four people in the mm-hmm. family, you know, or whatever. But no, I mean, we're not just saying all the new faces. Like literally, there's been right. uh, over the last month, there's been a lot of new people coming and checking it out. It's a new year, and yeah, <clears throat> you know, people are trying to get. I have like ten text messages to send to new together. people today. Yeah, so, I mean it's because uh, I personally text the new people like it's it's a big deal. So yes. like we try to do everything we can to make people know that TC is home. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, um, so it's a good time. So and and I hope you said you're talking to other pastors and stuff. Like I hope that's happening at other churches around our, our city. Certainly seems um, to be. You know, and and on some level, I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Because revival is going to be when people are coming to Jesus in mass numbers. That's it. Not when already saved people are gathering constantly. Oh, oh boy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, glad you're with us. Uh, no, that was good. But ser- but seriously. But seriously. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's been a good time. So for all of you that hang out with us every week on the podcast, uh, if you if you listen and subscribe, glad you're back with us. All those that watch us uh, Facebook Live, man, glad you tune in every week and uh, check us out whether you're watching us live or later on or whatever you do. Uh, we're, we're grateful. So if you got any yeah. questions for those watching uh, on Facebook, if you got any questions, drop them in the comments. Uh, if they're not lame, we'll answer them. Yes. If they are if they are lame, we might make fun of you. So that uh, is a uh, high probability. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so um, not too bad. We don't rush you too hard. Well, it yeah. just depends on who it is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah if, if we don't know you, we'll be respectful. Yeah. If <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. If we, um, if we know you, you're liable to get roasted. You might get roasted, which is fine. That makes it fun. Talk about getting roasted. So I had a. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I didn't even listen to what you said, and I just went on something else. Go for it. Then it made sense. Yeah, <laughs> go uh, for it. Um, uh, last week I talked on the phone. Um, so so you, you I don't know that you ever met him, but you know of him is Ken Cook, the pastor yes. I talk about a lot. Um, yep. I don't he, think I've ever had a chance to meet him, but no, probably I don't think you. I don't think you would have had a chance to, up to this point. Um, Which Ken, if you listen or you watch the show, Justin speaks very highly of you. Okay, so check this out. And he doesn't do that for very many people. Well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I think very highly of a lot of people. But I don't I'm speak, about speak about, okay, very yeah, highly. Sure, of, yeah. You got to be impressed. You need to be impressive. Yeah. <laughs> No, Anyways, continue. No, no, no. no. Uh, I talked to him on the phone. So we, I haven't, I don't see him all that much. Um, and uh, I, I thought about him last week, so I called him. Okay, let's talk to him on the phone. And um, just, just quick backstory. When I, but the first job I ever had when I started at Carpenters Campers, uh, he was the, he was the sell. He worked in sales for years and years and years. He was in the car business, and he was in his fifties when I met him. Mm-hmm. I was 17 and he was the one that, that Mark Carpenter, the, the, the owner of my boss at Carpenters tasked with teach this kid something. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, um, and, and he did, he took me under his what wing a task. and we built this, you know, I never had a job before. It was my first job and he took me under his wing and he just taught me so much. Um, and he was a really like good guy. Like he, he helped me see that, you know, salespeople have this bad name. You yep. know, sales, yep. especially yep. like cars, but and then and yep. it spilled over in our industry with with RVs and stuff. Um, but he was he, he taught me about like you know we're not we're not the 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 stereotypical when you think of used car salesman. He says yep. we're not that character we're, matters. Your word needs to matter. Salesman integrity, integrity. Yes, right. right? It's like we don't we don't just uh, you don't just say stuff to get to sell. It needs to be true. You need to know your product. You know you need to know your products. So you can sell people on a good product, not just yep. not just use your salesman ability to sell something, but show them that the product will be good for them. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. Right. Just a man of integrity. And, um, we worked together for years and years and through that, you know, in sales, you've done sales, like yep. there's a lot of downtime and we just always, yep. we cut up and had a good time and work was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> over the years, we just built a, a great relationship. His wife, um, was always super nice to me and would, you know, sometimes they would invite me to dinner, like their house for dinner and okay. just all kind of stuff. Um, he became a pastor and he's been now 10 years. He, he pastors a church in Pensacola, Ferry Pass Baptist Church, um, okay. on Davis Highway. Yep. Um, now it is traditional old school old baptist church old, and i say old sbc but old yeah. as in congreg- i mean it's an older crowd there gotcha um i was baptized in that church though that's not the church i got saved in or anything but the church we went to and then um i i chose to be baptized there i wanted him to be a part of it he was um that, that type of thing and um i preached in his church because you weren't saved when you were working at carpenter's Campus. i was not no right. um and then and then um yeah, so I, since I've been saved and then now in ministry and all these, I've, I've preached in his church several times over the years. Um, nicest group of people you ever meet at his church. Um, it's just it's just very, it's, it's way more traditional, old school. When you think of little country church. It's very homey. It is. Um, yeah. Anyhow, I called him last week and we're talking, and he always makes a big deal. Like, he always jokes around, but he's like, is this the Justin Oswald? <laughs> is this him? I know you're big time now and you don't ever come see, you know, your little country church pastor. And I'm like, I don't know what you mean by big time. Like, you know, right, right, right. he was like, well, seriously, my wife showed me a video of some kind of pod. You were doing a pod and I don't even know what a pod is. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's our podcast. He was like, I don't know what a pod is, but it's you and another guy and on, on TV. And, 
and, and I was like, well, it's not this a TV, but bless your heart, Ken. Yeah. So we were talking, we were Bastard laughing. Ken. Yeah. We were laughing about that. And, um, he's just, he's just such a good guy. Anyways, I told him that we would do something. I want to have him on as a guest, whether we do All a right. Q and a or something, or, um, even just one of these, he can, he can speak to the For topics. Sure. Um, it was just hilarious. I don't know. I don't know how I got on that. I was, I was going somewhere. I was going to make a point. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know. But man, he's he's hilarious though. So uh, I do speak highly of him. He is he is he is a hilarious person. He's he's getting older now. Um, I mean, he was in his fifties when I met him at seventeen, and that's you know been fifteen, fifteen years ago. Yeah, um, almost half your life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but it was a good time getting to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a, in a little while, and um, you know, he he asked me if I would come speak at his church on a Sunday. He's he very protective, kind of of his pulpit because he course. he's kind of um, as you should be. But he's yeah. like, you know, you, you never know who's going to step in, and he gets vacation that the church gives him every every year that he doesn't always take because it's like I don't know who to bring in and da da da. Mm. And they 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 his his older congregation likes the King James, and he was like, okay. He, so he always asked me if you come in to. You know, we use King James scripture. That's what our, the people like. I'm not sure. Whatever. You know, I, right, I, right. I respect that. Whatever. No um, no, not a big deal to me. So it's your house. Yeah, yeah, it's your house, right? So, um, but uh, he he asked me over the next few months if I'd come in and, and and do a Sunday so him and his wife can go on vacation. Yada yada yada. But it was really cool to catch up. But um, it was just funny. He was like, "Man, I saw y'all on TV with some pod." I was like, no, "I think that was probably Facebook, Ken." You know, and, and uh, he was asking, "He's like, I don't even know what a pod is." Yeah, because I, like, I say like podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was uh, it was just cool to get to talk to him. Yeah. It's great to have people like that in your life. I know your dad has kind of always been like that for you, Pastor Dan. Yep. Um, yep. But just as someone in ministry, um, but it was just really cool to have somebody like that. And he's seen my growth over the years. I mean, he knew me when I was a seventeen-year-old kid. Who I knew uh, you when you were seventeen, yeah. and that was quite a sight yeah. to see. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and and he he started laughing on the phone, and he promised. He said, "If you have me on as a guest, I promise I won't tell the story of the day I met you when you walked in." Oh, I hope. And I, I said, think that's the only rule you should. Yeah, and I told him, I said, "No, no, no." It's like because because he always tells the story when I'm around at his church. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he'll tell everybody this story, and I'm not going to tell it now because I'll let him do it. And yeah. His wife last time got on him, she was like, "You need to stop. You're embarrassing that poor boy. Stop telling that story." And I'm like, "No, I think it's hilarious." Yeah. Not only that, if it is embarrassing, all the more. Well, what's funny is it's not accurate. It's like it's, it's like, like his version. It's of the his story. version, <laughs> which makes it funny because I I truly I he talks about me wearing a suit to the interview, you know. But I remember I even remember the suit, mm-hmm. and it was a tailored suit. But he has a whole different version, you know. And it's just it's really funny to hear him tell it. And you know, I used to wear earrings back. I had earrings back. In I the remember day. studs back then, right? Big diamond studs, yep, you know, yep. pierced ears. Uh, of course, I didn't wear them at work, but I I would roll into work with them, and then I would take them out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he would always pick on me about that. I mean, he's just old school. He was a drill instructor in the army back in the day. Oh wow! He was real mean, real bad. And then like the Lord did something, and he was a completely different person. Wow! About ten years before I met him, he had a real encounter with God. Okay. And um, he's real. Emo- Every time I talk to him on the phone, he cries. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just he's very proud of me. Yeah. And he's seen the growth in my life, which is, is very cool. And that gets him emotional, which which is which is cool. But um mm. he had a he was just a mean person, loved to fight. He's a bigger dude, loved to fight. He has all these stories, him and his brother and bars and fighting and this and that, and then God really did a work. And um 
You know, he he was always great to watch with his wife. The way he the way he treated his wife when she's around, and the way he talked about her when she wasn't, yeah, was very admirable. I mean, Come he on. loves his wife, and you would you would think they're like newlyweds the way he talks about her. Um, but again, he attributes that to what God did in his life. He's like, that's for, awesome. For years, I put her through a lot. Yeah, and then now I'm making up for it, and it's yeah, just yeah, really yeah. cool to see them. They're a great couple. But anyways, I hope to have him on soon. Yeah, uh, he's hilarious. So no uh, you sh- you need to you need to meet him. He's he's <laughs> he's he's hilarious. So yeah. Um, and then he's got some stories about me, and I'll tell some about him when he's here. I'm, if nothing else, we're just gonna do a bonus episode. We'll <laughs> drop on the channel. Might like, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so yeah. The roast of Justin or something. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. I like a, <laughs> I like a good roast. So, um, anyways, so yeah, it was a oh. it was a good Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. We had a good um, yeah. two of our small groups combined, yep. and we did a Super Bowl party. Yep, that so was, it was a lot of people. It was a lot of guys. It was a lot, it was a lot of, people. of people. Yeah. Man, there's been a lot of talk about this halftime show. Oh, I don't even want to do it. I don't even want to do it. A lot of talk about the halftime show. Like, I watched it. I feel like Kermit right now. So, you know, you know me and Twitter. And I last night I pulled up YouTube and I watched the halftime show again. I wanted to watch it not with a bunch of commotion going on. Right, because it was anarchy. It was, you yeah. know, we, we we were all, like, clowning, and oh, it, was, it, was, it was very loud. Yeah. I wanted to watch it again okay, just to see if my opinion is slightly different. Uh, other than the scantily clad women that's in a, Whatever. that I think is probably inappropriate, you know. But um, we we had a conversation yesterday from a talent perspective, you know. I I really hate lip syncing. I I really hate lip syncing, but I also get the need sometimes for lip syncing. Like I, I kind of, you know, you yep. know what I'm saying. Um, yep. Especially if your whole thing is more on the performance and the dancing and da da da. Correct. I, I get you that. Get Michael Jackson used time. to do it right, so yeah. I get it. Um, I watched it again, and yeah, I, I really didn't change my opinion. Didn't change a whole your lot. opinion, huh? No. Um, but that's just me. Of course, I'll say this. Most of the time, I hate the halftime shows. It Because, like, last yeah. year was Maroon 5, right? Right. I'm not a fan of Maroon 5. I like Maroon 5, but I didn't f- like them at the halftime show. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of, like, Coldplay, which I think the year before. As, as, and I like Coldplay. I don't like them at the halftime yeah, show. Yeah, so I I yeah. usually don't like halftime shows. Uh, I did see a good meme yesterday. It was a picture from last year of Maroon 5 when Adam Levine had I his saw shirt that. off. 2019. And, and it was like, 2019, <laughs> white women are like, yes. And then and then 2020, it was like white men, women, and it was the, the, the Karen lady with her phone <laughs> up like she was calling the police. Like, you know, when a men, it was showing kind of the double standard, you know, and when Adam yeah. Levine had his shirt off, no one cared. Now that the women are half naked, it's a big deal. I do get yeah. that. So, um, not that we want to talk about just, that the whole time, but yeah, I just don't, I didn't just, love it, but that's just me. I, yeah, and it, and, and the poorly dressed you know all that stuff is is one thing honestly it's that's not a shocker to me i mean it every person that's been on the halftime every woman that's been on the halftime show has had barely oh, anything for years on. janet sure. jackson literally okay. had nothing on there for just a second like, that was a decade ago right yeah. and so it's that doesn't shock me yeah. is it is it something that we shouldn't be doing. Uh, I don't think so, especially considering all the tension around human trafficking. And then we're, uh, we've all we've all read the stuff on Facebook. Sure. We don't have to go there. My issue was talent. That that's my that's my like it's what I told Karen yesterday. Yeah, I don't like J Lo or Shakira as musical artists when they're not performing at the Super Bowl. Like right. me and Ashley get into it all the time. And she, it's one of those things like if you like if you like them, you probably liked it. Yeah. 
you know, exactly. and, and, that, and that's, that's my fine. Thing. Yeah. My thing is like, they were like, yeah, but we wanted to find someone to represent the Latin roots and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting over because I'm a music head, right. Played in the music industry. So I'm like, yeah. I immediately start going through like legendary Latin musicians that change the musical <laughs> world. And them two ain't it. And, and <laughs> Jay, and they're like, well, it's because it was in Miami. I'm like, well, then why does she sing Jenny from the block? She's from the Bronx. From the Bronx. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's referencing New York. And, and the reason we brought her in is because it's in Miami. She's singing about New Like, the whole thing's just broken. Now, all of that aside, that's my opinion. I'm well aware that music is subjective. Yeah. And so that's my opinion. Yeah. And if someone else liked it, it's more a- on you. You know, I just think... F- if I was, if our music, I mean, if our TVs had stopped working and I was just listening to it, I wouldn't have liked it. So never mind like the tension around what they were wearing. I'm just talking about from a talent perspective, right. from the music perspective, you know, uh, Carlos Santana changed guitar playing for so many people, Latin musician, put him on stage. And you know what, if you want like Jennifer Lopez or Shakira or something like that to be up there with him for the sake of like the performance. I'm cool with that. Like, but like Alex Acuna, Carlos Santana, like these are legendary Latin music. Yeah. I mean, like Miami legend. These are, these are like historically music changing and impactful uh, musicians and artists. And I just feel like, that's that but that's my opinion you don't have to like it and if you don't like it it's okay right like my wife disagrees with me often so <laughs> so like and my Ashley does it to me all the time I'll be like I just don't think JLo is that talented musically she is she is talented musically I don't think she's that ta- take away a great producer and the other seven people that write her songs with her yeah, of course, a lot of people fall in that bucket. Right, and, and oh. fair, and I usually don't like any of them either. Right, <laughs> um, so it's like I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fair with the people that I don't care for, you know. Um, so, anyways, it's just hard. That's why, like, to me, Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars, that was 2014. Yeah, Bruno that was Mars. the best one in a long, long time. Bruno Mars, and then with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and all. I mean, that was legendary. Prince. Like, these are musical icons. Bruno Mars is going to go down in history as one of the greatest musical minds ever, and he's still at the beginning of his career. Yeah. Like. And he actually sang. And, and, right. And so there's just there's just a lot to that. that I feel you made like, a good point yesterday. Like, you can still dance and stuff. Like, all the dance. It's not like we're yeah. bashing the dan- the performance of yeah, what they did. Absolutely not. Because, you know, Bruno Mars had his whole thing. It was very much kind of a, mm-hmm. that kind of old school vibe to it that yeah. year. But um, And the people that are like, man, let's just get rid of the dancers and the clothes. They're like, listen, this is, t- it's 2020. It's a secular society. That's not going to happen. My issue, do I, appre- do, I don't, I don't appreciate all those things, but I'm, it's, it's not a Christian Super Bowl, and I'm not expecting them not to do what they usually do. <laughs> right. Like that doesn't shock well, I, me. I read a good point yesterday. Um, somebody on Twitter. It's a it's a local guy that I follow. I won't mention him. <clears throat> he's not a part of our, our our church or anything like that. But um, he's kind of in, in the activist space in, in some regard. You would know him if I say it. I won't say it. But uh, he made a very he made an interesting point. I'm not going to say I fully agree with the point, but it was very interesting. And he was, he was talking about, um, for the people that were like, you know, what a terrible example for a family friendly event. Right. His whole point was like, whoever said it was family friendly, like it's been PG 13 rating for years and years. 
It's a bunch of dudes who smack the crap out of each other, and then when one does a touchdown, they smack each other on the butt and this and that. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're letting your eight-year-old watch the Super Bowl thinking it's family-friendly, you've already missed some of it. I could see and that. And I was like, I get the point. I, I can see I get that. The point. I think it's a sliding scale. You know, I think what the Super Bowl – what. What the Super Bowl halftime shows and the commercials they play now and all that, what it was well, 15 years what ago. He even, to what mentioned, it is today he even mentioned is the commercials. Scale. He's like, the commercials are b- b- beer, you know, stuff like that. It's like, so sure. it's, his whole point was like, if you're going to just talk about the halftime show, like, talk about all of it, you know? Yeah. And I'm fair like, enough. you know what? That's fair too. I mean, because he is right. There's beer commercials. Well, and- that's what I say. I, I don't have an issue, you know, I, I don't necessarily have an issue with them doing what they do. Like I, I do, but I don't like, do I wish they wouldn't do it? Yes. Do I think Christians are foolish for like, like I, I, I have an issue. Like, what with, did you expect? I have an issue with Christians being like, no, no, no. It should be fine that they wear nothing on stage. It's like, well, that's dumb. Like that's dumb. Like for the secular society to expect it and, and approve of it. Like, yeah. For us, it's like, no, I think we should like be more aware of some of those things well, and not defend it. And I was expecting it. I mean, when I heard it was no. J-Lo and Shakira. Yeah, I didn't you know, think we, they were coming out in trench coats. If you know anything about Shakira, <laughs> uh, her, my hips don't lie. Like, there's she a made a career off belly not dancing. out of singing. Belly dancing and She wouldn't have a career if MTV didn't do music videos. <laughs> right, right, right. So, right. Um, which is what I think was funny when we were all watching as a big group because there's a whole bunch of younger people. I think we all expected what was about to happen. That's why we were all hype and we were like, oh, yeah, of course. It's trash, you know, of course. whatever. Yeah, but uh, nonetheless. It was a good time. But yeah, so my issue, my it, my greatest issue with the Super Bowl halftime show wasn't that they were dressed like that. I expect that out of secular society. I don't think, I think Christians should probably like be mindful of how we, su- how we support or passively support some of those things but that is what it is too well, what, um, my biggest issue has to do with with talent what was funny is i um when i watched it last night on youtube yeah. i was intentionally watching for certain things that i noticed in the super bowl but you can't like pause it or rewind it a little bit to yeah. watch it again because there were points where like j-lo's dancing with her hands free then the the camera cuts and the next it cuts back to her she's got the mic in her hand yeah i'm like where'd the mic come from right right so and then yeah. and as you know Pre- pre-recorded <clears throat> well yeah. well yeah. You know, they're just on the stage. It's not like it's sitting on a mic stand. She was on that pole mm-hmm. with her using her hands and then comes back and got a mic in her hands. So just little things from a production standpoint, knowing uh, as a church, me and you, you know, so we both walked on a stage before and went to talk in a mic and forgot to turn it on. Yeah. Like lo- little things of who's making sure the mic's where it's supposed to be. Is it on? Is it ready? Little things yeah, like yeah. that. But I was watching. Doesn't matter if it's on. I can tell you that. Well, well it, it wasn't <laughs> on for them, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But so I was kind of watching for little things like, um, and then at one point you kind of saw, it's like one of the dancers, they just hit, you know, but it's like yeah. the, that choreography oh, yeah. is kind of cool in the sense of how they make the whole thing go. And off. that's, and that's my thing. I don't mind, you know, people are like, it was stunning choreography. I'm like, yes, it was. I don't have a problem. Matter of fact, when Bruno came out and he had choreography going yeah. on, I didn't mind it because the choreography wasn't the only thing we were looking at. Right. Like my issue, and that's just me as a music person, like people that love dance that don't care about music probably loved it. 
right? Because it it met it was what they were yeah. were hoping for. Um, as a music head, I'm just I, I'm I'm a stickler about that, but I also accept that I'm kind of a rare breed in that space. And I was me and we were at lunch yesterday, kind of talking about it. And yeah. I've spent a lot of time in in like Miami and have Hispanic relatives and been around the Latin and Hispanic culture. Yep. A lot of that dancing is very much part of their culture. Right. And that was something we talked about yesterday is for us, sometimes we look at it, it was like that was a very sexualized performance mm-hmm. when it's not as sexual in that culture. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? And sure. so I think there's something. So it's a bit that. more norm. It's a bit more norm. Um, sure. That type of thing. But nonetheless, we don't have to continue to talk about that. But it was a. Yeah. It was a. Just give me Carlos Santana. Or okay. Something. I just started laughing. I just looked down at my computer. And there's a comment. <laughs> Our boy Patrick Waters. <laughs> he just said, "Is Justin's shirt from Gap Kids?" <laughs> uh, Patrick. <clears throat> Patrick's one of our favorite viewers, ladies Patrick, and gentlemen. Get off our show and go to work, okay? Like, just leave me alone. No. Um, uh, I, we anyways, lo- we love you, Patrick. Yeah. P Dub. So, <clears throat> lunch, Sunday. lunch Thursday, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not for us. Oh man. Never. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, Sunday was really good. You know, uh, pa- Pastor Dan just even commented too, talking about the message Sunday, and you know, we we were here. We've been hearing a lot of good feedback from this whole series. It's got, been a really good series. Good. I got to give credit to the people that wrote those sermons. Then I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we wrote those. <laughs> no, but. <clears throat> it, no, yeah, we was, have been getting great feedback. It was really good, and I was joking with Pastor Dan. I think it was between services. Me and him were talking because he was like, "Man, that was a that was a good service. That was a good message." And I was like, "Yeah, it was." And I was, and I made the comment of like, you know, a lot of times in churches, we especially like Super Bowl Sunday, you want to do something like you want to theme. Uh, it's the theme Football for the day theme or whatever. Sure, and that kind of stuff is great. I think we should do it. We did it. People wore jerseys and stuff, and mm-hmm. I think that we should continue to do it. But you know me and how, like, that kind of stuff can go really cheesy really fast. Yeah. <laughs> For all your football jerseys you have. Well, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you <laughs> No, you, the whole day like, can your get whole corny. Me- even your message can be really cheesy. It's, sure. You, you know, um, and ours wasn't. And I'm not, I, I think, um, maybe I'm biased because I'm Cause here. Because <laughs> you're but, sitting in front of me right no, now? No, no, no. But but seriously, <laughs> I mean, that was, takes takes Super Bowl Sunday away. Like, that was a that was a very powerful message. It was a, a nice ending. It did tie in to Super Bowl, which is why we extended the series one week and all that stuff. Like, yep. it was, um, it was good. Yeah. Let's you, get man. in. Let's get into it. Yeah. If you missed it, I really encourage you to go. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, you know, it's in the feed, um, listen, listen to the whole, the whole series if you haven't, but last week was really good. Um, and, and I do think they can kind of stand alone on their own if you just listen to one. Um, yeah. but, uh, I want to encourage you to check, check them out, man. It was a very, very powerful, uh, powerful series of, of messages. Yeah. Um, and this, this whole, this past Sunday was run it again, run it again. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, you know, we, we kind of kicked off with this idea of, um, you know, playing sports, you know, so playing sports growing up, uh, we would have this phrase, you know, where we'd say like, run it back. Yeah. You, would, you know, we would use that phrase, a lot, especially like, uh, you know, if you and your boys are playing against some other guys playing basketball or football or whatever. Um, and you know, the game you lose, you end up losing the game, but like you should, you know, you shouldn't have, or, you know, you just had some mistakes or, or whatever along the way. And, you know, it's like, man, we need to, you, you need to say, like, Hey, run it back or let's run that again. You know, um, and so the idea for the dream again, uh, for this message, you know, just 
to kind of bring everyone up to speed is like the whole series has been this, about dreaming, you know, and about like, if you've lost your dream, go get it, make sure you can see your dream. Like, um, uh, we've kind of been, we, we've been talking about that. Um, and when we started putting this together for Super Bowl Sunday, um, originally like my whole thing was like, run it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found the Kev on stage video that we use on Sunday, which is hilarious. It is hilarious. Um, and so we use that and then, um, I was like, man, we should, we should make it part of the dream again series. So it was like, run it again, like the dream again, run it again. Like we kind of went in that vein. Um, and so it all just kind of like fell together real nice. But the idea of like that, despite whatever, despite the fact that the ending to whatever has happened in your life over the last year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years, whatever, despite how things may have ended up until this point, you can still run it again. It's because so often we lose and because we've lost, you know, like the, the, we didn't, we didn't get the promotion. That relationship didn't work out. That marriage fell apart. The degree we were going after didn't lead to what we thought it was going to. Um, the job we were aiming for, you know, that it didn't come through with its promises. Like, because any of these things happen, then we just kind of give up. Like, ah, you know, like, and we just kind of fall fall into a mundane life of routine and, and we don't dream anymore. We're not going after it. I mean, how many 30, 40, 50 year olds do we know who at one point in time had great ideas, great dreams, things they wanted to accomplish. And, mm-hmm. and because of just how life goes, sometimes they've given up on all that. And this idea like, man, but, but just like with sports, like just because you, just because you lost the game because you had a few errors it's like, hey, let's just run that back. Like, let's just run it again. Like, let's let's play that over. You know, um, let's try that. Let's go after a different promotion. Let's let's you know, don't don't give up on the institution of marriage because you were married to one knucklehead that let your marriage fall apart, or because you didn't have the wherewithal to fight for something that you should have. Like, you know, what I'm saying like the, all those things, none of those things have to dictate and keep you where you are. Right, you just run it again. <laughs> like look look for the things that need to change which is what we talked about and then run it again right um and so we were hitting on the story of joseph but we really pulled some words from paul um in first corinthians uh, where he's uh where he's talking and he, he it's the where he's talking about um runners that run a race and going for the prize and all those things and we and we really kind of kind of weighed in on that space um we were just, we're again, reiterating this idea that's like, don't you know that runners go into strict training for the games? Right. Like, but they're, and they're running for something that doesn't even count. Like that crown won't even last, but we're running for a crown that will last. Like we're aiming for the life that God has for us, both in salvation and eternity and in the life that he has for us, uh, here on earth to, to be an impact in people and, and et cetera, et cetera. So because of that, it's like, man, we know, so train to win the race. Don't just, don't just run. So don't just exist in life, but run with intention and pursuit and passion, you know? Um, That's good. Yeah. And so, and then we, we see in Proverbs 21, five, where uh, it says the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Um, and it's like, man, the diligent. Like keeping your focus, staying, you know, doing what you know you need to do, you know. It's a key um, word in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the diligent. The diligent. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we kind of step in that space. Um, 
you know, and I, and I, I think first Corinthians nine, 26 and 27 in the message translation, um, is what we, we used, uh, the ESV, but then we actually jumped to the message translation and I really like what it says there. Um, Justin, it says, I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving everything I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, uh, telling everyone else about it, and then missing out on it myself. And it's like, you know, we always have, (laughs) we know so many people that have great suggestions for how everyone else should live their life, but they're not doing anything with theirs. Right. You know, it's like like they're napping on their dreams, making sure everyone else reaches theirs type of thing. You know, it's like, no, man, like... It's easy to do. That's why you have to be intentional. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I was listening to a podcast this morning with, uh, Patrick Lencioni, you know, kind of yeah. a leadership guy. Um, but he was talking about something they've started doing when, and they're consulting, but they've been forcing themselves and his company to do it. Right. He's like, cause it's easy for us to go consult and tell other people what they should be doing, but we have to force ourselves to do it too. Cause we're humans and it's hard. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's hard to even take your own advice sometimes. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. No, I was, I was just telling someone this the other day. Um, one of the guys were, you know, just discipling them and, and walking them through different aspects of their life. And, and one of the things I was, one of the things I was telling him, you know, is as we're working through just some things that he's trying to overcome in his own personal life is I was telling him, um, I said, you got to be careful not to just surround yourself with people that you know that you're better than because then you don't ever feel like you have to get better. Yeah. That's good. It was like, you just kind of fall into this, like, no, nah, I mean, like, I don't really, you know, essentially like you fall into the napping stage. Like you just kind of like, you know, like, you know, and, and I think we do that with our character. I think we do that with sin. <laughs> it's like, but their sin is worse than my sin. So I'm gonna hang out with them. So I feel better about what I have, you know, and it's like, that's a terrible yeah. like, way, way you to need people, that. And you need people like, I mean, it's funny that you even kind of say that made me think of back that podcast, with Patrick Lencioni, what their whole, their whole thing was, is like creating even a work culture. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about even churches cause he's a, he's a believer Yeah, and, and in churches or church staffs, but the phrase like, that's not good enough. He mm. said, and he, he, what they were saying is that's what they teach in their consulting is like for, for coworkers, uh, boss, you know, bo- leader, the person you're leading boss, right. employee, whatever is you have to, that you should get to a place where you're all comfortable when someone does a presentation to say, Hey, that's not good enough. Not to demean them, but to, especially if it's truly not their, you know what, you've right. seen their good work. You've seen right, 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 that there's right, right. better within them. Um, yeah. and, and he was even talking about, you know, he's written tons of books and, he, and he's talking about his editor. Mm-hmm. You know, that he'll submit stuff and they've done it. And she, and she was on the mic. I mean, she was in their studio yeah. and she was like, yeah, it was really hard at first because I know that he put so much time planning this out and effort and he had to actually sit down and write it. And then he edited it himself. Who knows how many times to craft the perfect paragraph. But then I get it and it's not his best work. And I have to tell him this isn't good enough. Wow. And it's like, but it kind of goes what you're saying is like, but yeah. we have to be comfortable. That's so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Because you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. And uh, one of the guys gave a good example is he, you know, they're in a business culture, but this can translate to whatever. But he overheard a call the week before. It was them doing some consulting with a company on like a video uh, conference call. Okay. And he said something happened in the call that really was really not cool. 
the next week they're all in a meeting and the people who were on the call were debriefing, but no one was bringing up the thing that was like the elephant in the room. Okay. So he said he finally was the guy and he's like, this isn't my, I'm not a stakeholder in this deal. I'm not part of it. And he said, but it went against kind of our culture and went against part of our values and He's the one, and he said the whole time I'm thinking, just stay in your lane, just stay in your lane, just stay. In. This isn't, a, and he was like, but it had to be said. And he was like, guys, this isn't cool. This isn't that wasn't good enough. That's not who we are. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, they've they all as a team have got to a place where they're comfortable doing that kind of thing, but it is uncomfortable at first. Yeah, that's kind of what you're saying though. Yeah, like if you're you need people in your on your side that'll tell you, hey, like how you're living right now, like that's not a good. That's that's not what we do. Yeah, you know, like that's that's not gonna bring you the the, you know, there's not good fruit there. Like yeah, that God's not gonna honor that. Like right, whatever, right, right. however you want to rephrase that for our context. Yeah, but. well, and that's what we talked about. I mean, the the point that we talked about was like, don't get distracted by the critics or the cheerleaders. You know, and it's like in your life, you know, you're going to have people that are either critics that just have something bad to say all the time about you and blah, 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 yeah. um, which you don't need that negativity in your life. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, I, hey, listen, I'm giving you right now. So you can you can blame it on me if you need to. People that constantly bring negativity in your life and never are uplifting to you. Just tell them Pastor Brad said so and then hang up the phone <laughs> or stop texting them back. OK, so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're right, though. It's like get that out. It's like, yeah, I've always you know the old you've heard the quote the saying that's like lions never lose sleep over the opinion of sheep right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah and, and that can sound kind of yeah. cocky but sometimes but for if everyone in your life is nothing but a critic you may need a little bit of that cockiness with with up in you like oh, look seriously. i'm not i'm not about to lose sleep yeah, over you know, this sheep you know yeah no 100 percent. and the thing is is like especially with the critic you know what i mean it's like just because they didn't pursue their dream they want to bash yours you know, yeah. just because they didn't do anything great, they want to make sure that no one else does. And it's like, nah, get I don't have time for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, people that aren't pouring into my dream. And you have to know, you have to learn to pick it out, though, because those people aren't always, it, generally, most of the time, aren't intentional. No, yeah. They're not trying it's, to kill your... No, most of the time, they're just broken. Right. And so they want other people to be broken, exactly. too. You know, misery loves company. Yeah. And so, you know, it's the idea that we can't get distracted by the critics. I love the Theodore Roosevelt quote. I wasn't going to read it, but I'm going to. It's literally one of my favorite quotes. Um, I've ordered it on a piece of wall art to hang in my office, like, because I, I just it's, love it. It's pretty long. <clears throat> I'm trying to memorize it. It's going to be just, a, it's going to be a big art, big art piece, big piece of art. <laughs> but Theodore Roosevelt says this, it is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best in the end, uh, the who knows, sorry, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and it makes you, I mean, you can think back over over the years, like even like the, the great inventions of our, of our, of our world, you know, yeah. it's like those guys that invented those, 
Yeah. No, you had Thomas Edison. You know fail, what I mean? Failure after failure after yeah. failure. Thomas, Thomas Edison said, you know, I didn't fail 99 times or 999 times or whatever. I just found 990 times how not to create a light bulb. That's right. And it's like, it's just, it's, we're getting there. The falling, you know, the joy in the journey, glory in the grind conversation again, you know, it's like, it's falling in love with the process. And I was talking with some of our college students at the Super Bowl party because by the time we were in the end of the third quarter, I'd quit caring a lot. So um, we were just talking and I was telling them about that. I was talking about the delusional trap of destination. You know, it's like, if I can just get to this destination, then everything will be good. It's like, no, it won't. You'll get to that destination and you'll realize a destination and you realize that you want the other destination that's over here. And so you work a year, two years, five years, 10 years, you get there and it's not fulfilling either. And so you work five years and we all know people who are 40 and 50 years old who can't remember anything great in their life. And I was telling her, I said, you know, I remember three things I can distinctly remember. I'm 32 years old. And since I graduated high school, I can distinctly remember three events like I can remember other things, but there are three things that stand out to me as great days. The day I got married, the day we had Jabin, and the day I became the pastor of this church. In 12 years, there's three things that are like monumental things for me. Now I have memories of playing music at these places, whatever, but these three things are like, so it's like, man, can you imagine being 50 or 60 and you built your life on the destinations mm-hmm. and because you built your life on the destinations or you only have five things to celebrate? Because when I look back to the music and I look back to the things I did and I look back to the opportunities God gave me, the journey took me to Nashville. It took me to Los Angeles. It took me to Atlanta, right? It took me to Boston. It took me to these places to record in studios. And, and I found joy in the journey. It wasn't about trying to get to the artist that made me feel like I was worth something. I just loved what I was doing the whole time I was doing it. And because of that, like I have a great journey and I appreciated the journey. And so many times we fall into the trap of destination, this delusion of destination where we're just trying to go from like, if I could just get here, then everything will be good. And it's like, no, it won't like that'll get old too. And when you get there, it won't give you the joy you think it will. And then you got to start over again to go after a different joy. You know, it's like, it, it won't, it won't take you there, you know? No. And, and people, People tend, it's easy to live in that what if, you know? Yeah. Like especially talking about dreams and stuff. Like what, it's like what if it doesn't work out or what if I can't, you know? No, oh, that's exhausting. But what if it does? What if you do? Yeah. What if you can? Like yeah. what if it's awesome? Bro, y'all, yeah. you know me. I mean, like we swing for the fences around here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like anybody can do a candlelight service. Like let's do it. <laughs> let's do it at Christmas by the bay. Let's bring in a professional lighting company. Like I'm swinging for the fences every chance I get. Cause it's like, we got one life to live, you know, like let's, let's, you know, like I'm not going to stand before God and he, you know, I may run the danger and I'll be willing. I'm willing to say this on the air. I would be more at risk of running the danger of ambition than I would laziness. I won't be God. I won't stand before the Lord. He says, you didn't dream big enough for the kingdom. Like that won't happen. You know, it's like, man, swing for the fences every chance you get, you know what I mean? Like love, but falling over the journey in the process. But, of and that's there. why that quote's powerful though. It's like, even at the end, you know, you know, at the end, you know, who at the best knows in the end that the triumph of high achievement. Yeah. And at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. And I, and like, uh, we like, have done that some. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. There are things didn't, that didn't go the way I wanted them to. And like, and, and you, the critic 
the critics in that to some people mm-hmm. is encouraging, which is a flip. Yeah. You know, like if I'm, if I'm failing over and over again, but I'm trying to do something great and there's people criticizing that, but it's like, it's motivation. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> yeah. Don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. It's yeah. like the old cat Williams, the cat Williams. Yeah. <laughs> bit, like, you need haters in your life, like yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You need to be figuring out how to try to get to like. If you got five haters, you try to, try to figure out how to get ten by the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So. No, we. I mean, we used to do that when we, were, you know, playing sports. Like it's a common thing if you go out, you know, because like uh, in in basketball, at least, like if you win, you stay on the court. That's, that's and next, like, and then someone else's team comes try to beat you. If you win, you stay on the court next, and inevitably, people on the sideline start talking, you know, and the 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 one phrase that is like shuts it down, you know, it's like, why are you sitting over there? Oh, cause you lost, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, and it's uh that's how I feel when it comes to critics, you know, they're like, Oh man, you guys failed. You didn't do that. It didn't go the way you wanted to. And I'm like, you saying that from your couch? Cause you don't have the wherewithal to try to do anything great. Cause when you do something great, it means you may fail sometimes. But again, just like the quote, like if I fail, it's going to be daring greatly. Well, ultimately, what you learn in in that when you when when it's all about the process is you learn that it's actually not a failure though. It's it sales. <laughs> Every no just gets you one step closer right. to the yes. It's just actually not a failure. Yeah, you just yeah. learned a, a different way. way to yeah, <laughs> a different way to not get where you were going, but none of it's a failure. Yeah, so and I, you, you can't I get to the success without the failure right. to teach you how to pivot. That's it. Pivot. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's, uh, it's key. Yeah. Major key alert. Major key alert. Somebody <laughs> write that down. Yeah, so we talked about that. We talked about don't get distracted by the cheerleaders. You know, yes, people that just want to support every bad decision you make. That's yeah. not helpful either. So you got that. the critic on one side of the pendulum swing who just hates on everything. You got the cheerleader who would never tell you the truth about where you're messing up. You don't need them either. Nah. You need teammates. Kick rocks. Yeah, we need teammates. Just like I was talking about sitting down with my man um, that we were, you know, discipling. You know, it's like a, tr- a real teammate will be like, hey, man, I love you. I know you're working really hard right now, but don't ever do that again. Yeah. You know, a real teammate will call it out. A real teammate will be on. Just like you're talking about the podcast you're listening to. People would be like, yeah, that was good, but we that could have been better. Yeah. You know, and we need that. And some people don't know how to deal with that environment. Um, you know, I think but it does take a special person to ta- be able to sit in that environment. It takes trust. It does take trust. I mean, you, you can't walk in on your first day and start telling everybody that ain't good enough. You know, you got to build right. the... No doubt. One, that you have to know that the person who's telling you that that's not good enough has your best interest in mind and at totally. heart. And that that they see and know you well enough to know that that truly wasn't your best. Like, well, there's, yeah. there's, there's more right. in you. That was kind of mediocre. And you're yeah. not mediocre. And not just that, but even down to like... You know, to call out blind spots or to let you know of things that you may not be seeing. Like yeah, that, yeah, t- yeah. that takes trust, you know? I mean, you and I have had conversations like that in the past where you're like, hey, man, I just want you to know that, you know, this happened or that happened and, and it could be perceived as this, you know, and, and you want to be careful of that. And like, I've done that for you. It's yeah. like, you know, I mean, oh, like yeah. we need to, we don't need to, you know, we need to be careful about this. We need to be careful about that. And, and it's all because it's like, we want the best for each other. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not just doing it so I can be like, ah, Justin messed up. Like I'm just saying, like, it's like, well, hey, no, no, I mean, that's a that's a blind spot. We may want to be aware of that. Exactly. You know, um, because because in, in in most contexts and especially in in ours in that example, but in in most, it's like if one person fails, it it 
quote unquote all fails. We yeah. we all we all lose. We, we all lose in that or yeah. suffer from that. So it's like you have to do it. That's a true teammate mentality. Exactly. Like if my teammate loses, then we lost. He right. didn't lose. We lost. Right. <laughs> we need to win. You know. You know. So we talked about that. We talked about um, uh, trusting your quarterback. You know. Um, you know, obviously Jesus is the quarterback, Super Bowl Sunday. So, and it was really a setup for the last point, but it's about trusting your quarterback. And So who's the coach? No one, no one that. God the Father? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, trusting your quarterback and knowing the thing is, and, and what we were talking about is that was setting it up for running the play. Right, which right. Is really, which was kind of the bringing home portion of the sermon, if you will. Well, we were talking about how all, most of the time when God calls a play for our life, in other words, when he's setting up our life and saying, this is where I want you to go, this is what I want you to do, this is the plans that I have for you, you know what I mean? When he does that, um, we we start to run the route, if you will. You think about a quarterback and a wide receiver or something like that. And, and you know, uh, when the quarterback calls the play, you got to trust your quarterback. Right. And so in football, you take off running as a receiver. You would you start running towards the end zone, and you could be running ten yards, twenty yards, fifty yards, sixty yards. I mean, you could be run, running a long way. Um, and what happens for many of us is, you know, we want Jesus to throw our provision, to throw our blessing, to throw our dream, to, sh- to, to throw the person we want to be with. We want him to put them where we are. The problem is, is if he throws it to us where we are, we can't make it to the end zone. Right. So what has to happen is we have to keep running and he has to, he's going to put it in the air. He's, he's bringing that provision, but he's bringing it to meet us where he wants us to be. He's not trying to give it to us to try right. to run on our own. Right. He wants us to keep moving, trust him in faith, know that he's going to deliver. And eventually, if you keep moving, if you keep going, you keep dreaming, you keep trusting him, you keep looking to him, you keep running the play that he called, you'll get to the point where he meets you with that provision. He meets you with that blessing. He meets you with that need or the fulfillment for that need to accomplish his purpose. Right. Not so you can have a bigger house or a nicer car. He does. He brings you what you need and meets you in the end zone so that he wins, he gets the glory. The good part is when God wins, we win. You know, so no doubt. <laughs> you know, so that's the that's the whole idea behind what we're talking about there. So it's good stuff. Run the play. Run the play. He ain't throwing it to you. He's throwing it to where the play says it needs to be. That's right. You run to that spot. Run to that spot. Yeah. So for those of you that lost your dream, you want God to do this crazy thing for you financially. Well, you're standing in the same spot wondering why you're not catching provision. Why don't you run to where he's sending you, and you can catch it where he's sending you, but you can't catch it where you're at. So, got to. It's a lot of a sports, a lot of football analogies you can use in this. It's like, yeah, it's 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 almost like you don't always. We're not always throwing the hail mary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to. It's 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 when you think of even like what's why like Nick Saban Mm -hmm. as a coach. Yeah. Um, that's not my team, but I do like Nick Saban. But you know, it's like you need that first down. If mm-hmm. we, if somebody, the dude can break through and go down and run and score, great. But we're just trying to get. We're not trying to get down there yet. Yep. We just need to get here. Yeah, we got. We're making our way down. Yeah, yard, yeah. game of inches. That's it. Yard at a time. That's it. Yeah. So awesome. So that's it, guys. We appreciate y'all tuning in with us. Uh, we got to talk about can... next Sunday in the new series. 
<laughs> okay. Um, new series kicks off this Sunday. Yes. Sushi, sex, and subtitles. Ayo. <laughs> So it's going to be a, a series all about uh, relationships, dating, marriage, sex, um, and scripture, communication, all that stuff. So um, I'm super excited about it. I, I walked in when we got ready to record today, and I was telling Jess, I'm like, bro, I'm so amped about this series. So um, we're super excited about about uh, what's coming in, you know, which is honestly what we're believing, I, what I believe God is going to do in people's lives. And, it, and it's going to be applicable whether you're married, yep, whether single, long time married, newly married, fixing yep. to be married, yep. dating, stroll a man, I, I, single, I sh- stroll a couple, I stole a couple lines from my man Aaron. It's like, hey, listen, if this is if you're single, it's for you. If you're married, it's for you. If you're unhappily married, it's for you. If you're happily married, it's for you. Um, you know, and so we're we're it's it's all uh, applicable, and so we want you to we want you to jump in. Um, so come in ready, man. This Sunday, you know, if you're not in the Pensacola area, you know, we'll post it. You guys can check it out, have a watch party, yeah. all that jazz. So, YouTube, Facebook, the post. Yeah, the church needs to do better about talking about what healthy single living looks like, healthy dating looks like, healthy marriage looks like, and not just bashing sex all the time. We got to do better. Nah. We can't keep telling our kids that sex is bad. Sex is good. On the air, on the <laughs> microphone, yeah, in the confines that God designed it for. Boom. And so, <clears throat> um, so man, we're going we're gonna to deal with all that. It's going to be a good time. Gonna be good to come out and join us if you're in the Pensacola area. We'd love to have you. Yep. AMC Theaters, Bayou Boulevard. Come see it. So, uh, J.O., tell them where they can get more information on the church. You can find us online, transformationchurch.com or Facebook and Instagram at Transformation in Pensacola. All right, guys. Hey, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Catch us next week for another week, another sermon, another follow up podcast. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.